Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that a Jungle Brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully posable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. Made sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Welcome to episode 376 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff and sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, what's going on, dude? Dude, I'm still coming off of the high that was WrestleMania. Did Monday Night Raw put you into a crash? (laughs) Yes. Terrible that was. Oh, yeah. For as good as Monday Night Raw was, I'm sorry, as good as WrestleMania was, Raw was bad. I thought WrestleMania, both nights, regardless of the outcome of the heavyweight title match, I thought both nights were absolutely incredible. I loved them both. I thought that the main event, Cody and Roman, was amazing. The match itself, the drama, everything around it, was absolutely incredible. Cody handing off the belt to Brody's son before the match, hugging his kid, giving his wife a good, like all of that to me was just great build for the match. And we were sitting with Christopher Dean on Friday, a couple days before the show. And everybody was like, there's no way they're going to have Roman win. This is Cody's moment. He's got to finish the story. I said, dudes, it's not going to surprise me even a little bit if they have Roman go over. He did. People were crying. <laughs> I mean, like, grown men just, like, acting like children, right? Like, come on. Come on. Knock it off. It's it, They're telling a story. This isn't the end of Cody Rhodes. Remember when AJ lost at WrestleMania to, to uh, Jericho years ago? Oh, my God. They're burying AJ. It, come on. Settle down. This is a long-term build. It's a story. This is the adversity of being a Rhodes, winning the title. His dad went through all the same stuff, all the all the dusty finishes with Ric Flair back in the mid-80s. Come on. Settle down. Until, until Roman got that decisive pin, you know you were hook, line, and sinker, invested in the feud, invested in the match. You were on the edge of your seat. It was absolutely incredible. I loved it from start to finish. Awesome WrestleMania. I'm putting it in my top five. In addition to putting that set, that stage, in my top three. The stage was absolutely beautiful. I don't think that there is a better stage out there. I think that was the best one ever. I'd crowdfund it. Oh, we'll see. But anyways. If we have the rights to do it. (laughs) (laughs) But that night, I went to bed and I was thinking, okay, Let's see what Triple H does with this because Triple H has earned my trust as far as booking. For sure. Then I wake up to the news that WWE is sold to Endeavor. And then I hear the rumblings that Vince McMahon was backstage. And I guess he kind of threw on the headset and pulled a power play. And then all of a sudden, my whole trust in WWE booking went right down the tubes. And now I'm back to where I was about a year ago, a year and a half ago of just depressed why am i watching this this is terrible 
We'll see if Vince is at SmackDown. By the time the show comes out, we'll see if Vince is backstage booking SmackDown. Like we had the good life for nine months. Wrestling fans were enjoying WWE again. Ticket sales were up. Merchandise was up. House shows were doing good. And now Vince is back. And I can see that all going down the tube. I don't want to be doom and gloom. No, I'm doom and gloom because I saw what happened these past few years. I totally get it. But wouldn't it be great if Vince and Rick Steiner would just walk away entirely? Rick Steiner, that asshole. Right. So look, have your views. Okay. We're not here to tell anybody what you can believe in, what you can't believe in, what's right, what's wrong. It's not our place. We're to talk about wrestling figures, right? But there was an incident at WrestleCon and Rick Steiner, Lasha, now I don't think I'm speaking out of turn. They, WrestleCon, they did an investigation, found him to be quote unquote guilty and asked him not to come back. So he did something. And what we understand that something is, is he basically attacked someone for their, their appearance, their beliefs. And I won't get into what that is. Cause again, we're not here to tell you what's right or what's wrong, but what is wrong is doing that in a public forum, like a wrestling signing and attacking somebody for what they believe in. And that's what he did. And it was wrong. Despite your beliefs, what Rick Steiner did was wrong. That's not the time nor the place to do something like that. And the fact that there, A, is no video of it is just mind-boggling to me, considering when we were at WrestleCon, Jeff, everybody had their phones out. And also... Number two, nobody around him stopped him. Now, again, I don't know this for a fact, but from what the person that was attacked said, nobody sitting around him said anything or did anything or tried to curb it. That's wrong. That's horrible. He was asked not to come back to WrestleCon, and we don't know the status of the Rick Steiner figure now. So I'm doubly pissed at Rick Steiner for not only being an asshole... And ruining somebody's WrestleCon experience, or I'm sure by having that huge outburst, ruined a lot of people's WrestleCon's experience, right? So in addition to that, we are probably not getting a Rick Steiner figure. So well well done, dude. Well done that you had to act a fool. And now not only have you cost yourself money and made yourself look like an idiot and an asshole in the public forum, right? Now, we as wrestling figure collectors, which is the basis of our podcast, do not get a Rick Steiner. Well, we don't know that for sure. Speculatively, we're not going to get a Rick Steiner figure because your ass is canceled. And that's just how it goes today, right? You do crap like that. It's not going to work out in your favor. It's FAFO, Jeff. F-A-F-O. F around and find out. And that's exactly what happened to Rick Steiner. Now he's about to find out. And... We, as wrestling figure collectors, are about to find out that, most likely, we're not getting a Rick Steiner figure. Meaning, we've got a Rick Steiner figure in the news, and we've been looking forward to Steiner Brothers figures. Probably not going to get those either. Well, we'll get one half of them. We're not going to get the other half. Well, let's let's hold off right now. We don't know. The question was asked at Mattel. They said that was yesterday. We, you know, it's too soon. We don't know. Right. Right, and we don't know, we do, we, but we can go back, right? We can learn from history what happened to Hogan. I agree. And that's my, my big thing. You act like an asshole, it's going to come back and it's going to bite you in numerous ways. And we as wrestling figure collectors know if you do stuff, 
we're probably not going to get a figure of you. Read Hulk Hogan, Chris Benoit, Jimmy Superfly Snuka. The list goes on. You're not going to be in the in the assortment of figures. And I'm putting my money on it that we're most likely not. And this is my opinion. Nothing that Mattel has said. My opinion that we're not going to get a Rick Steiner figure in any form. Yeah, I like how I was getting attacked because I posted the picture on Twitter of his figure on Friday night from the panel. Reporting news, as you should. Yeah, I'm just posting the picture and all of a sudden like people are like, oh, this is too soon. What are you doing? I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> yeah. And we didn't know what had happened yet. We literally didn't find out until late, late Friday what had gone down. So people were like, oh, what are you doing? This is too soon. What are you doing? I'm like, I didn't, what, what happened? I'm like, I don't yeah. know what's going on here. Yeah, to anybody that we might have offended by posting that picture, honestly, at the time, we had no idea. We're literally reporting news. We weren't doing it to be malicious or that we didn't know. Yeah, that guy's a jerk. Oh, God damn it. Okay. We're guy's trying to jerk. have a fun show. And Jeff, you what? let him on the microphone. I'm here. I have my letter complete. Oh, good. I am ready to take it to Steve Ozer. Oh, good. Uh, when do you leave? Leaving with you guys down to WrestleMania. Oh, I guess you didn't tell him, Jeff. This is my letter. Let's go. All right. <laughs> we're leaving tonight, right? Thursday night, we're leaving. We're staying, we're staying next to SoFi Stadium. Jeff, I applaud your move here. Which one? Uh, th- giving him the, the week after date of leaving. Uh, KBW, we are dropping you off at Southwest. We actually weren't able to get on your flight. So we're going on the flight right after you. Friends fly free. <laughs> Bags fly free, right? Yeah. I have, yes. I have my letter. It's ready to go. Good. I, I honestly, I, I don't think that Ozer can wait to read it. I bet he's waiting with bated breath onto what this letter could contain. A KBW WrestleMania was last week. We saw Steve Ozer last week. Oh, and there's the news. WrestleMania was last week. What about my letter? You're going to have to save it for next year. (laughs) Okay, I don't mind that. It will give me time to edit. Write and rewrite. This is my fabulous letter. It wasn't 100% complete. It can wait. For a year. For a year, yes. It will give me time to run it by people at the drive-thru. KBW, if you'd like to have a conversation with Rick Steiner about anything, I highly encourage you to go up to his table. To that asshole. Oh, uh, yeah. See, even KBW knows. KBW's not... He's dumb, but he's not that dumb. He's I, not- am, <laughs> I am dumb. Wait a second. <laughs> All right. I'm off to Carl's Jr. Carl's Jr.'s delicious. Whoa. Whoa. What? Carl's nope. Jr.? Yeah. Heavenly onion ring barbecue cowboy burger. Okay. Look at you go. And then I get a side of onion rings. Perfect. You're speaking yes. my language, KBW. You're on fire this week, dude. Shut down with an RC cola. <laughs> Wait, Carl's Jr. has RC? I stop by the store and pick one up. Oh, I see. Okay. And then, and then I read my letter to the cashier and see what they think. Oh, yeah. I mean, clearly, you know, the, the most elite of the wrestling figure collectors work at Carl's Jr. 18 pages. 19 is that front and back front back and single space oh wow single spaced too on college ruled paper even college ruled paper excellent made by actual college people (laughs) that's what it means right yeah yes that's exactly what it means made by college graduates all right i'm off to carl's jr 
Bye, everybody. Have fun, KBW. Thank you. Thank you. I'll Enjoy be back later. Carl's Jr. All right. Bye, everybody. F. Frick Steiner. Bye. <laughs> that guy's a jerk, dude. Yeah, but hey, he was on fire this week. He knows. Oh, yeah. He thought he was going this week to Mattel, but anywho. He seemed to take that really well. And Scott, obviously, before we jump into the rest of the show, Bushwhacker Butch passed away Monday. We were supposed to meet him down at WrestleCon. And when we went down to the area where the Bushwhackers were supposed to be, we found Cody and Landon, uh, a couple of our friends. They were at the Bushwhacker table, but no Bushwhackers come to find out. From what we were told, Bushwhacker Butch was taken to emergency that Friday and unfortunately passed away on Mondays. One, we were supposed to meet him. Two, like, this was supposed to be like the... I knew this was going to be the last time I was going to ever have a chance to see Bushwhacker Butch. And that's not because you thought he was going to pass away. It was just because he never comes over here. Never comes over here. It's always Luke. Exactly. And he's been in poor health. I mean, we just... We just knew, and he doesn't come over to the States that much, so. Yeah, this was one of those rare opportunities, and you were all over it. Um, Oh, yeah. And it it, it does suck, dude. We were at the Hall of Fame induction in 2015. That was incredible. Uh, One of those teams that, man, talk about reinventing yourself. Like, they are the Jericho of tag teams, because when they started out as the Sheep Herders, they were this violent, over-the-top, just would rip your forehead off. They're all, all their matches had blood and just, they were insane. Like they were the Abdullah the Butcher of the tag team world. Like they were just, they were crazy. And then they get hired on by Vince and they turn into this head licking, arm waving tag team. That's total fan favorite, making friends with everybody. And you're like, what the hell? Like, (laughs) where's the blood and guts, man? What, what the hell is this? And managed to get themselves over as a comp. Now, they never won the tag team titles. But again, when you have that spot on the card and you were that over with the crowd, you really don't need the titles. You know, and they came into a stacked tag team division. They were what I would consider to be part of the golden era of tag team wrestling and never needed the tag titles, which is incredible, right? There were a few teams like that. The Rockers were like that even though technically they had the tag titles. But the Bushwhackers were that other team that so over with the crowd, never needed the titles to get over. And just an incredible tag team. The metamorphosis that they took on, I I look back and I go, how did they manage to do that? That's just insane. But I guess when they signed with Vince, they were in their 40s. And I'm sure that that style of wrestling in the WWF was way more friendly on their bodies than the blood and guts and cage matches they were having. So kudos to the Bushwhackers for putting together an amazing career and all condolences to Butch's family. It's just it's just a sad day to be a wrestling fan. Just watched a match of theirs where they took on the Fantastics too. And I think Oh it was, dude, that was some of the best. That was during the Crockett Cup, I believe. Question mark. Oh, they faced him at the Crockett Cup? Don't quote me on that. I think it was the Crockett Cup. Okay. But I just watched a match of theirs where they faced the Fantastics. And, dude, talk about blood. You were talking, Yes. oh, my God, that thing got a little little color from all of the guys involved. For sure. Yeah, those guys were insane in the ring. And so when they signed with the WWF and they came walking out, I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. They're about to stab somebody in the head with a fork. And then they start licking kids on the forehead. And I'm like, wait, 
what is this? You know, because I was, I, I'm not going to say I was like a huge Sheep Herders fan, but I was very familiar with who they were because I would read Pro Wrestling Illustrated. And, well, we, Jeff, would read Pro Wrestling Illustrated, Wrestling I, Wrestling Insider, like all the dirt sheets. We read all of them back in the day. We were very familiar with who the Sheep Herders were. So when they hit the WWF, it was like, oh, they're going to tear it up, dude. Like, there's going to be color in every tag match. And then they come out and they're they're who they were. So a- amazing tag team. Honestly, the way they were able to change up their styles, make it way more friendly on their bodies as well. Not only that, but to get the Hall of Fame nod. So kudos to the Bushwhackers, RIP Butch. If you would like to get any of our shirts, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or whatamaneuver.net. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Posable, Instagram Fully Posable, WF. You can go back and listen to any of our past podcasts on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Please rate and review and subscribe and follow on iTunes. And you can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all. Send it on over to fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. Dude, before we jumped on recording tonight, I ran over to Target. Well, I didn't run. I drove. That would be a long run. Yeah, running sucks, dude. Oh, I hate running, dude. I hate running. It's the worst. Yeah. You know what? Walking, too. Like, walking is the worst. Yeah, walking wasn't bad because I enjoyed walking with you up to SoFi Stadium from our hotel. That was cool. (laughs) It was like a 10-minute walk, dude. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. With your brother on this one. (laughs) Oh, go to Carl's Jr. Fucking sucks. Yeah, (laughs) it does suck. You're right, KBW. You're all you're all about it tonight, dude. You're on it. So before we jumped on, I went over to Target. They had the new Bret Hart Target exclusive where he's in all pink. They also had AJ Styles Ultimate. Is that all pink uh, WrestleMania HF? I'd have to check the back because he wore that at Royal Rumble too, 93. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. One I can't believe that's never been made is the Survivor Series 92, 93. 93, where you have where like you... the singlet and trunks. Yep, exactly. Yeah, that I, dude, that one's got to get made. It's got to. Mattel's got to have kind of keeping that in their back pocket for right now. I think so too. I because we're gonna we're gonna get to one in the news segment that people have been clamoring for, like specifically Breaker has been clamoring for for a long time, and it's one of those like why have they never made it? Brett's another one of those why have they never made it? And I can almost guarantee he's going to get made soon, dude. It's like yeah. one of the last outfits they haven't done. Yeah, exactly. They've done every Bret Hart iteration between Jax, Hasbro, Mattel. We just need this one. That's it. Exactly. So, and then I also picked up the Paul Heyman or Paul E. Dangerously Legends figure. Picked that up as well. They only had Head Shrinker Fatu. They did not have Samu, nor did they have Hogan. Did you get Fatu? I didn't because it was just Head Shrinker. I want the Samoan SWAT team. Well, what happens if you go next time and they have Samu? Then I may pick but up no the Fatu. Head. Well, then I just screwed myself. You might want to go back to Target when we're done recording, dude. Eh, gas is expensive. I dropped, yeah. <laughs> I dropped a couple dollars in Los Angeles. <laughs> you could always run. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, Scott, anything new with you? Uh, let's see. I got a package from BBTS on the way. I should get it Saturday. It's going to have my Pantera Funko Pops. It's going to have my G.I. Joe Classified Dusty. It's going to have my Razor Ultimate Edition. 
And it's going to have the uh, McFarlane Batman trilogy figures, the four of them with the Build-A-Figure Bane. That'll be in my hands on Saturday. And aside from that, I don't think I've bought anything. Pre-ordered Brother Love last week. Um, No, I think that's it, dude. Didn't get anything else. And uh, what else did we do this past week besides Los Angeles and And, WrestleMania? And WrestleMania and the Superstore two times. Yeah, what else did we do? Well, we couldn't really say anything last week, but we were very, very fortunate. This show has afforded us some cool stuff, Jeff. Some very cool stuff. And, of course, the toys that made us. The listeners made that happen. You guys made that happen. Forever grateful for that. Well, we had another cool thing happen. Mattel sent us a letter, reached out to us, and invited us to not only be a part of the panel at the Superstore this past Friday night at 10 o'clock p.m., but invited us the next morning at 10 a.m. to be a part of a tour at their El Segundo factory. Panel on Friday night, they did some figure reveals. Austin Theory was there as well, and so was the Gobbledygooker who unmasked, and it was Johnny Gargano. Yeah, the Gobbledygooker came out, and I, it was all I could do not to fanboy. I took a ton of pictures. I thought you were going to go dancing with them. I, I almost did, dude. I almost did. I would have been like Mean Gene dancing with the gobbledygooker. I was so happy when he came out, dude. Like Austin Theory came out. I was like, oh, that's cool. But then the gobbledygooker came out. I was like, oh, dude, this is incredible. And as you said, unmasked, it was Johnny Gargano. Great panel that night. During that panel, what they did is they just basically showed off some renderings of some figures. They did give Austin Theory his elite, uh, what was that, 102? Uh, Yes, 102. They gave him the standard and variant. Variant, yes. And Austin Theory kept teasing that he was going to give it away, and then he never did. That was awesome. Total heel. Also didn't take a picture with anybody. Correct, correct. He bolted stage left immediately. Yeah, Johnny and Candace hella stuck around, <laughs> took pictures with everyone. So you and I have a picture with Johnny Gargano in his uh, his gobbledygooker costume with the head off. Um, yep. I almost asked him to put it back on. Oh, oh, that's... Not, not because he's unattractive, just because, dude, it's the gobbledygooker. Okay, good point, good point. I like what you did there. Yeah, Austin Theory hella dipped, dude. He's like, nope. Screw you guys, I'm going home. I'm going home. And then fast forward to the next morning... Landed at Mattel and dude, that was, uh, I don't even know how to put it into words. Being invited was such an honor and it's still, it doesn't seem real. Like we walked inside the Mattel factory and the first thing that catches your eye is this humongous, like, God, how big was that thing? Like 13 feet tall, Jeff, with the sword. Including the sword? Including the sword, the S word. Uh, so, it's a gigantic He-Man sculpture or statue. Because yeah, He-Man's like seven feet, or sorry, He-Man's like 10 feet tall. Yeah, just a shade taller than Omos. Yeah, and then he has his sword up in the air, and that adds another like four or five feet. The thing's like 15 feet tall, including Yeah, it's it's gigantic. Just gigantic. And it's right when you walk in, it's the first thing in your face. It's like, holy crap, this is incredible. They had yeah. some Camaros in there, like full-size Hot Wheels, just absolutely incredible um they catered it which was amazing yep and just really there were a lot of influencers there and yeah i'm using that word yeah i hate that word but you know what if you want to call me an influencer and i've got i'm gonna go to mattel for it call me an influencer all day that's what i do um 
they they had it catered. They took us in. They had figures everywhere. And then the tour started. And that's where it got really good. Because the first thing we saw were the reveals in the case that we were able to show you guys on Sunday on Facebook. And the first thing that caught my eye, and honestly, like this set the tone for the entire tour, was seeing that Captain Lou Superstars figure. Let's not skim over the Vader Superstars figure as well. No, but it was more to the point that now they have access. We always make the joke, if we have the rights to do them, now they have the rights to Captain Lou. And that, to me, game changer. More managers, right? You're going to get a heel Captain Lou. You're going to get a face Captain Lou. We could get a Captain Lou in the Coliseum collection with someone wearing that, that blue vest with the Captain Lou shirt, the rubber bands on the face. Like The fact that they have him now, to me, is a game changer. And it set the tone for that entire tour. Like I was on cloud nine right after I saw that Captain Lou and that kind of kicked the thing off is they walked us by the reveals. So all of us figure marks that are walking by are like, oh man, this is incredible. Like we were all stopping right there and trying to take as many pictures as we could. That was the funny thing is all of us got stuck at those cases. Yes. Yeah, and they're like, were okay, we got to go. And we're all yeah, like, but wait. Ozer's like, oh, I got to go round up everybody. So he had to go like grab everybody because everybody got stuck at those cases taking pictures and stuff. Yeah, and we weren't leaving until he said that they were going to bring us back. Like, once he said, we'll bring you guys back around, we're like, okay, cool. Like, all fears are are gone. We know we're going to come back. I get to look at this beautiful Captain Lou Superstars figure. So right after that, they took us into where they do all of the, the face scanning technology. Had a, a sphere type a, thing. A sphere, yes. A sphere. And I, correct me if I'm wrong, was it 64 cameras or 74 cameras? I believe he said it's 64 cameras. 64 cameras, they do the face scan. Images transfer over to a computer, then they transfer over to another one, and that's where they fill in all the, with a stylus, they fill in all the blemishes and everything, kind of just smooth out the, the look of the face. Yep. They were letting people use the stylus, which I thought was really cool too. Yeah, that was awesome. In that room was the Ultimate Warrior Duster. Yes. Ultimate Warrior Boots. Yep, which Bre are from the um, the crowdfund stage, the Nitro crowdfund stage. And what am I missing? There was pictures. Uh, the also Undertaker uh, long jacket. Oh, that's right. That's right. And they also had up posters, renderings of guys that are coming in the line soon. So like they had Scott Steiner, Braun Strowman up on those posters. So then they lead us down to the 3D technology area. They took us in with the Ross, uh, excuse me, the Monday Night Raw stage. And I'll be honest, Jeff. This is where I kind of checked out on what everybody else was saying because that raw stage or the raw set was just mind-blowing. We'll have more about that later. So after that, then it was time to go to the panel. Uh, Steve was up there, Robert Rudman, Bill, the guys from packaging, Bruce and George. The Elite 100 artist. The uh, Barnett? Bartlett. Bartlett, thank you. Uh, he was up there. So they took questions from all of us. They also showed off some stuff. You guys have probably already seen everything, the defining moments. We'll get all that in the news and stuff. Yeah, we'll get to that in the news. The question was asked regarding Rick Steiner, what's going on? They said that was yesterday. You know, that's... It had barely happened like 12 hours before the event. So like they didn't have an answer. They didn't have an answer. So they couldn't report on anything or whatnot. Right. So. MVP and Oma showed up. Dude, how tall is Almas, dude? I I have some pictures of him standing on the stage next to the the packaging guys. And they're, you know, average height guys. And holy crap. 
He towered above them. Here's the bad part. You know how I am with, with taking pictures with wrestlers. Like, I'll walk up and ask whatever. Why did I think of it this past Tuesday, well after we had seen almost at the store? Because he was taking pictures with people after the fact. I should have done the Twins VHS cover with him. Dude, that would have been hilarious. Damn it. I always think of this crap after the fact. And I don't know if anybody that was there did it. Because as soon as the panel ended... Now, this shows you how focused we were on the figures. I didn't go to MVP or almost ask for a picture. We ran back to the the cases where they had the new figures being shown off. Well, we talked to the packaging guys for a couple minutes. Yes, we did. We did talk to them. And then we ran back to the cases. Correct, yes. Anyways, from top to bottom, it was a great time. About two and a half hours long. Yeah, honestly, I hate to get all mushy, but... I can't thank Mattel enough. The whole way down there, I kept telling Scott, this is something that eight-year-old Jeff and eight-year-old Scott would be going crazy for, you know, back in the 80s to tour an LJN or a Hasbro or Mattel factory like we just did. That's like younger us just going bonkers. And that's the way we felt the whole way down there was like, oh my God, this is like something we've always wanted to do and we've always dreamt of. Mattel made that dream come true from like our kids side, you know, they're just being able to do that. Yeah. Shawn Michaels had the boyhood dream come true at WrestleMania 12. We had the boyhood dream come true at WrestleMania 39. Right. Right. So yeah, it was awesome, dude. And hearing the enthusiasm from the whole panel, you had kind of mentioned everybody that was up there. The enthusiasm of that team. It's like, those are the guys that we want running the show, right? They love WWE They love the figures. They are very knowledgeable. They know what we want. They know the names, the outfits, everything. They know what we're looking for. And they're trying to find the best ways to deliver on that. Uh, When we were talking to the packaging guys, Jeff, they brought up the gobbledygooker. And that amazing packaging. Oh, that was another thing that got pre-ordered was the Undertaker gobbledygooker. Because that was a shocker last week when it dropped. Because that dropped after we had recorded on Tuesday. Get up Thursday, get to work. Somebody, I think it was Anthony Joseph, hits me up on Facebook. He's like, boom, have you seen this? And I'm like, what the hell is this? And is it April 1st? Let's make sure it's not. Okay, cool. Jumped on, sold out, kept refreshing. It got live again. Immediately texted you like, dude, get on this right now. It's available. Um, We got to talking to them about the gobbledygooker. And how it. every time they talked to a fan, the fan was like, when are we getting the gobbledygooker? And... It's one of those things that's been held in limbo for so long that I was talking to the guy and I'm like, you know, maybe it's a good thing it didn't come out back then because it wouldn't have been given the proper homage that you guys gave it with the whole VHS packaging presentation, the breakaway egg, the stage, the platform that it's on, the Undertaker figure it comes with, all of that stuff, the beautiful packaging wouldn't have been possible back when the prototype was shown. So as a, as a collector, I'm like, okay, it was definitely worth the wait, right? I didn't get it back then, but I'm getting it now and look at what I'm getting. Back then it would have just been on a card with a bubble and hey, here's your gooker figure. It's like, okay, cool. But in 2023, we're going to get this thing and it's going to be in a beautiful VHS presentation box, a stage, a breakaway egg, the gooker figure, the undertaker and that look, the debut look. That's worth the wait, dude. So it was cool to kind of talk to those guys and pick their brain because when you talk to them, you get a sense of how excited they are for this line to move forward. 
and to give us, the wrestling figure collectors, exactly what we're looking for. And then they need to, it's on them to kind of give us the best presentation for that. And then I got to talk to Mike, the creator of the stage, not only the Raw stage, but the Nitro stage that's currently being crowdfunded. And hearing his excitement in talking about that Nitro stage, not just that, the excitement with the Raw stage and how he wants to just go, I don't want to divulge too much because I don't know if this was kind of said in confidence, but he wants to go next level with that next project. And it wasn't specifically stated that if the Nitro stage gets funded, then we get the Raw stage. That was not said like it's going to happen, but it's almost certainly going to happen. So I don't want to say 100% guarantee if you guys fund this, we get that. But there's a pretty damn good guarantee that if this gets funded, we're going to get that. It's it's not 100%. It's like 99.998%. So hearing what Mike wants to do with the raw stage that might be convertible back to the nitro stage, dude, like this thing needs to happen because I want that raw stage, especially all the stuff that Mike was saying could go into it. it unbelievable. But again, you you listen to them talk about it and you're like, yes, these are the guys we want spearheading this line. So, and and correct me if I'm wrong, did they say that if this gets funded, the raw stage is next? It was it was something to that effect, yes, but it wasn't like it's a guarantee. Okay, cuz I don't remember them saying the word next. Like that's the next crowdfund. Right. It wouldn't necessarily be next, but it puts it into the hopper. Okay. But it was like, if this happens, then something like this is very possible. So to kind of temper expectations a little bit, that's kind of the way it was presented. But dude, how good was that stage? Raw stage? The raw stage, yes. Oh, dude, it was immaculate. Yeah, exactly. And then when you get to see the nitro stage in person, just the sheer size of this thing and the detail involved, dude... Just unbelievable. It is so good. And it's it's made so that you can take pieces off so that you can display it on a shelf. So you don't need to display the entire thing. You can just do a portion of it to put on a shelf just for display. He said that there was a way to even detach it all and have it up flush against the wall. Yes. So it's like modular, right? There's pieces that you can take off that you can put it flush against the wall like on a shelf, a regular shelf. All right, we've marked out long enough. <laughs> it, it, well, yeah, and look, final mark out, mark out moment. I went up to Steve and Mike, the stage creator. I told them both, like, you know, I'm 49 years old. I grew up with Remco, LJN. Like, those were my jam back in the day. Hasbro, Galoob, the list goes on. I am at 49 more excited for figures now than I was back then. It's just, it's incredible the job that Mattel is doing right now. And I, look, you've heard me mark out over Mattel. Like over after San Diego Comic-Con, I just, I lost my mind, right? I'm losing my mind again because all the stuff that they're doing is just incredible. They are speaking my language, right? They've got the crowdfund going. We're going to get into the news. We're about to release a bunch of names that are coming out. And we've seen pictures and prototypes and grayed out sculpts. And dude, the job that they're doing, like I told them, I'm more excited for figures now than I was back then. So that's telling you, you're doing an amazing job. All right, so should we just jump into the news? Let's get into the news, yeah. First things first, Hasbro is going back to window packaging. Well, that didn't take long. 
Yep, that went over like a fart in church, dude. It so, sure did. Baby Ruth and Pool. So yeah, <laughs> it, it was like the Mexican pizza. Yeah, we're just gonna take it away for a couple years, and uh, here it is again, and it's back. Also, let's go over to Foco. They showed off some 1990s mini bobble set, and that set is China, Rikishi, Kane, Mankind, Stone Cold, Rock, Triple H, and X Pac. Yeah, an attitude set. Attitude set coming from Foco. Also announced this past Friday, the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast is showing off their big rubber figs, which is basically LJNs. The first two to come out will be Ryder and Hawkins or Cardona and Myers. That will be the first two in their big rubber figs. Yeah, and we'll be having Mike Kanick on very, very soon to be talking about those. Lots of exciting stuff around that line, too. In talking with Mike a little bit at WrestleMania, uh, he's got me excited for it, dude. So uh, we'll definitely have him on, get you guys excited about it, too. Yeah, Cardona's in the Macho Man pose, and then I think Myers was in the Big John Stud pose, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was Big John Stud. Kind of similar to that, yeah. Or maybe more maybe more Mr. Wonderful. Uh, the way the body was kind of tilted a little bit, if I'm remembering the prototype correctly. Well, if I rem- if I saw it correctly, he was tilted a little bit. So was Big John Stud. Yeah, good point. Okay, yeah, maybe more Stud than Orndorff. You're right. All right, let's move over to figure collections. They showed off their Dennis Stamp bone crunching figure. All right, let's move over to Epic Toys. They also showed off Demolition. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Demolition will come with their recognizable face paint as well as magnetic swappable heads with helmets. They have revisited the design for Smash's swappable head to include his hair underneath his mask. They are also decreasing the soles of the shoes to make them thinner. The two-pack will feature our classic blue backing card, the fantastic hand-drawn illustration by at Michael McGee 15, butterfly hook, holographic sticker, and new and improved bubbles outstanding job guys those are beautiful figures are gorgeous that is all through epic toys follow them on twitter at epic toys moving along to kwk sean ing he had a major announcement this is an exclusive announcement he okay we need your we need your special music Exclusive news. Exclusive news. Oh, you're giving us the extent. Oh, that's all. That's all I got. Anyways, this is unprecedented. Sean Ng has announced the signing of Taka Michinoku, the great Taka Michinoku from late 90s WWE, WWF, and also New Japan Wrestling. That's incredible. What a name to add. Japanese legend, WWE legend, really. I'm surprised he's not in the HOF yet. Uh, that's that's a great get. I'm super happy for Sean he was able to land that one. Are they going to choppy choppy his pee-pee? <laughs> not his, but he might do it to somebody else. Watch out, other action figures. <laughs> Watch out, Val Venus, Jack's bone cruncher. He's been asking for it for years. All right. If we haven't talked about Mattel enough, here we go. Let's go into here more. Here we go. All right. I'm going to start off with retros. Retro Wave 4 will be coming in summer of 2023. Vader, Undertaker, it will be him with his mask, his uh, mask that he wore back in like 95, 94, 95? 96. Was it 96? 
The red, yeah, like the match with Shawn Michaels at SummerSlam, right? Uh, <clears throat> or was it more of a WCW mask? Is that a WCW mask? It would have been WWF, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you're looking at like 90, I think he came in like 95, but definitely like by SummerSlam 96, like that look. And Jerry the King Lawler, <clears throat> that will be way four. Now, at the panel that we were at on Saturday morning, they did show renderings for Wendy Richter, the very first female coming in the retro line, along with Hulk Hogan. So that is two-fourths of a retro wave and is WrestleMania 1 right there. Yes, definitely. So I'm thinking Wendy Richter in the singlet, very similar to her uh, network spotlight. Hulk Hogan is the 80s look. Correct. So you're right, Jeff. Two-fourths, or um, as us mathematicians would call that, or the scientific podcasters would call that, half. It could be that too. Of the wave. <laughs> you're definitely thinking WrestleMania one vibes here, right? Yes. So who would be the other two? John Studd and Andre the Giant. Okay. I think because now they have the rights to do Captain Lou, I think we get Captain Lou because that pairs up nicely with Wendy Richter. And I think you're right on Andre the Giant because we have not had an Andre retro yet. Andre the Giant and Big John Stud. Okay. Ooh, dude. What if one of those two comes with the briefcase? I'm sorry, the duffel bag. Duffel bag? Oh, that would be sick. Yes, that would be amazing. Or you could do Andre and Heenan. You could do that. I mean, Heenan did take the bag of money from Andre. Yes, he did. I'm just thinking because Captain Lou is now available to them, it's going to be Captain Lou to pair up with Wendy Richter and then probably Andre because Andre and Hogan teamed up all the time back in the day. So I'm thinking Andre and Blue Trunks. Those were the retros and the renderings that were shown off on Saturday morning. All right, let's go over to Elite 102. Start off with Edge. He'll have a long black jacket. Austin Theory in Elite 102 is the variant. Regular is his Captain America look, which he loved on the panel on Friday night. He did. The variant will be all black gear. He will have a cell phone accessory. Gunther, he'll have a long red jacket. Sami Zayn from WrestleMania 38. 38, thank you. <laughs> With his match against Johnny Knoxville, and Johnny Knoxville was being obnoxious. What an asshole. Yeah, dude. In a great way, because he's awesome. No, I love Johnny. Yeah, no, he was during the Sammy and um, KO match against the Usos on Saturday. He was right above us, literally right above us. And we just kept hearing this annoying voice. Sammy sucks. Sammy sucks. And I'm like, nobody says Sammy sucks. Everybody loves Sammy. Who would yeah, this say is a very pro-Sammy crowd. Like, and this Mark's trying to get his ass beat in SoFi. And we turn around and look up and Johnny Knoxville's like right there, like leaning over, just antagonizing all of us. <laughs> He's like leaning over the railing, dude. It was so funny, dude. It was so funny. And he was mimicking Sammy's cell jobs, and he was just, he was being a pest. Love that guy. The funny thing was, is every single time Sammy and KO would start to make a comeback, he would go and hide up in the box. And then, yeah. as, and then as Sammy would start to get his ass beat by the Usos, he would come down and just start laughing obnoxiously. And so, <laughs> it was great. It was great. It was. Great callback <clears throat> by Johnny Long-term Knox. storytelling by the great Johnny Knoxville. Sami Zayn in Elite 102 is from his match at WrestleMania 38 in Dallas. He'll come with a mousetrap and a hat. Rhea Ripley and Mick Foley, Commissioner Foley, with a potted plant. Mitch. I don't think that was Mitch. Oh, that's not Mitch. Okay. That's not Mitch. 
they probably just had some Mitches left over and just put it with yeah. them. Yeah. Elite 103, coming in summer of 23. Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins. There will be a polka dot Stardust figure that will be the variant in this. It will come with a polka dot ladder. Variant Stardust will be in blue. Cody Rhodes did say that he did g- give a sign off on this. He was like, yeah, go he ahead. He did, yes. He was sitting down with uh, Ariel Hawani and he gave he was talking about how Mattel came to him about this figure and he gave a sign off, so. That is pretty cool that A, Mattel would approach him about it first before just starting to make Stardust figures because they probably didn't need his permission. That's That's almost like a professional courtesy, right? All I know is Cody gave his sign off. And he did, and that's great on Cody for doing that too because we're going to get some great Stardust figures now. And Bobby Lashley with the U.S. title. All right, Elite 104, AJ Styles. He'll have his phenomenal shirt. Drew McIntyre with sword and kilt. Sola Sokoa, first Elite figure. Uh, We are the ones cut off shirt. That one's going to be impossible to find, just letting you know now. I mean, the guy was just involved in the biggest match of the year at WrestleMania, and it's his first figure. Of course. Oh, dude, that that thing's going to be impossible to find. I'm glad I'm not the parent of a kid who wants that figure. Because thoughts and prayers, that thing's going to be impossible to find on store pegs. Kodakai will come with a mic. Braun Breaker will be the variant. He'll come with the NXT heavyweight title. Variant will be a multicolored gear, like a yellow multicolored gear. And this jerk, Rick Steiner, maybe. Beware of the dog jacket, collar, and glasses. Yeah, from his singles WCW run, that figure we're probably not going to see. And that's yeah. that's me saying that. That's not Mattel saying that. I'm saying chances are really good we're not going to see. Now, look, at the end of the day, as a figure collector, I, I want at least one set of Steiner Brothers figures from Mattel. Because I know they're going to kill it. Especially after seeing the Scott Steiner with the crowdfund stage, seeing how good the Braun Breaker is, and then seeing the rendering of this particular Rick Steiner figure. I know it's going to be amazing. But I just want one set of Steiner Brothers figures. That's it. But now, because he has to run his mouth in a setting that he should not be running his mouth, have your beliefs. Don't run your mouth in public about it, though. He did that. That costs us wrestling figure collectors, possibly, my opinion, any Rick Steiner figures moving forward. Again, they haven't said that they're pulling the figure, but... No, no, no. That's strictly 100% my opinion. Our first knee-jerk reaction is... This guy does this. They don't want the stank on them. Canceled. Just like Hogan. Canceled. So, again, nothing has been said yet. So, Elite 105. Jarney Gargano. We'll have his vest. Braun Strowman. First ever Carmelo Hayes. Yeah, new NXT champ right there. Yep. Dominic Mysterio and EO Sky. MVP, I'd like to point out during the Mattel panel when they showed that figure, he, he kind of stopped everything and he said, that kid's going to be a star grab that figure while you can. He's not wrong. Oh yeah, MVP put a stamp on that kid. That's amazing. Also told a great Roddy Piper story. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. (laughs) Let's go over to the Royal Rumble elites. Batista, Beth Phoenix with her hair up. A recent look. Uh, Yeah, a recent look. Brock Lesnar, Ridge Holland, and the Build-A-Figure. Do you want to announce it, Scott? Virgil doing that meat sauce. In his wrestling gear. Yeah, Virgil in his wrestling gear. That's going to be incredible, dude. That's awesome. Because so far, we've only gotten Virgil in his uh, his butler outfit. Survivor Series. Kevin Owens, he'll come with a briefcase. Shawn Michaels, this is from 2002 Survivor Series. So think of <laughs> Bob Cut. Bob Cut, unfinished tights. Unfinished tights and world title. Charlotte, she'll come with the SmackDown women's title. 
Jerry Lawler will have a jacket and crown, and you can buy all those, and you can build a British Bulldog in jeans. Yeah, think uh, like 97 Bulldog, where he had the, or 98 maybe, where he had the jeans and the black boots. That's this Bulldog. Looks incredible. All right, let's head on over to Elite Greatest Hits 2, Ministry Taker, one of my favorite Undertaker figures as, as it is. Yeah, it's really good, dude. He'll come with the tag title, Shawn Michaels. Seth Rollins. Seth will be from the WrestleMania 31 Money in the Bank briefcase and world title when he... Actually, it'll be similar to that Toys R Us one that came out a few years ago. Yeah, very much so. It's like if you missed that one, because a lot of people did, it was hard to come by. And if you tried to get on the secondary market later, very expensive. Here's your chance to pick it up at retail. Tista, Harley Race, King Harley Race. So he's back in the line. And DDP. And see this, I I just want to go back to what I said about the team at Mattel. They hear you, they know what you want, and they get you Harley Race back in the line. I'm just saying, these guys are incredible, dude. The job that they're doing, the fact that we that missed out on Harley Race, which there's way more of us that missed out than there are of you that actually have them in your collection, now we get them too. This aggression, September of 2023, Miz with his old school Miz look. So think long shorts, top hat. Think that school, Miz. Like uh, 2008 Miz. Yep, 2008. MVP with the MVP chain. Edge will have purple and black camo with the world title. Other ones that were shown, Tori Wilson with her dog, JBL in his American outfit. Those were also shown off at the Superstore. Let's move over to the Legends. Legends will have new packaging. And Jeff, I I believe it kicks off here in Series 20. Okay, so I couldn't remember if Steve said it was Series 20 it was going to be or Series 21. It's one of the two, but I'm almost positive it's 20. Okay, because on the prototype box that the packaging guys had up on the stage, that said Series 22, but I thought thought Steve said it was either 20 or 21 that it was going to start. Yeah, I seem to remember it, it being Series number 20, but the new packaging is great. I love it. It's a callback to the original Elite line, so check that. Yeah, like series, like what, 1 through 10? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, like so, that, that first wave that came out on the black box. Exactly. It's that kind of packaging. So that will be the Legends' new packaging. Again, we can't remember. I thought it was 21. Scott says it's 20. And the package showed 22. So. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but it will have the Legends coloring on. It won't be black like the Elite. It'll be like the the gold and black, like the Legends packaging, but it'll have a nice nod to that original Elite packaging. Looks fantastic. Shown off at the Superstore, Triple H. Mr. Perfect with a yellow soft goods singlet and IC title. Greg Valentine, Rhythm and Blues. He'll have, a, he'll have a guitar with him. Million Dollar Man will be the variant in this one. Million Dollar Man will have the white suit. The variant is Million Dollar Man as old Million Dollar Man. Hmm. In green suit. In green suit, and a lot of people, a lot of people are confused by that one. You got nothing over there. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, I, I sing Mattel's praises. I mean, I've I've done it numerous times during this show. My problem with that figure is somebody. <laughs> God damn it! Somebody put a picture of Poindexter from Revenge of the Nerds next to the face of that million dollar man. And it's all I can see when I see that figure now. Well done. Yes. Thank you, Citizen. 
All right. One of the biggest news that came out of the Superstore Defining Moments are back and they will be on ringside collectibles. Now, you can purchase these four individually or you can purchase all four together and you get a special box with this. The four that I'm talking about is Cody Rhodes. And this is Cody Rhodes from Hell in the Cell last year where he had the torn peck. He also had a cowbell with him. Shawn Michaels from Rumble 97, who have the cowboy hat. Bret Hart, all pink outfits, black soft goods jacket. And Mick Foley from 1998 with the thumbtacks in the back. And he has the tooth in the nose. Unbelievable detail. Absolutely. Like, I, I think that Mick Foley is the star of the set. I love the HBK, love the Cody, love the, the Bret Hart. But that Mick Foley, the attention to detail between the sparkles on the back that are the thumbtacks... The inclusion of the separate head with the mask, but the the tooth coming through the nose is like, man, I didn't know I needed that kind of detail, but now I do. And it's awesome. Purchase the four of these for $129.99. Or they do sell them separately. And they do sell them separately. That is all over at Ringside Collectibles. Superstars figures, my favorite series line going right now today. Bam Bam Bigelow was shown off in the case at the Superstore. Mr. Perfect had a yellow singlet and will be coming with the IC title. Also in there was Rick Rude. Now, these two figures were shown off at the panel on Saturday. We got Captain Lou. He will be coming with a breakaway record. Because we know that's how he turned face. He, he got hit in the back with that gold record. And man, what a great accessory, but the inclusion of Captain Lou in the line. This is, we always cry about managers. Like, we want managers. They've added one of the biggest of all time in Captain Lou. That's incredible to me. So shown off was Vader. And Vader will have that white cape that he would come to the ring with. I believe that was 94, 95 as well that he came to the ring with. Ultimates will be going to three per wave. Jordan Cassatt was correct. He called that one. Ultimate Series 20, Kurt Angle have gold medals, world championship, and two extra heads. One of them is a crying extra head. That's <laughs> It looks really good, dude. Bianca Belair, she will be coming in Ultimate 20. And Lashley, he'll have the U.S. championship, Bobby Lashley shirt, red and yellow gear. I guess we should point out the angle is angle with hair. Yes, yes, not bald. So it goes angle. way back. And Scott already talked about this a little bit, but I threw it in the notes. Ultimate Edition, Amazon exclusive, Gobbledygooker and Undertaker Survivor Series 2-pack. They will have the stage that the egg was on. It says Survivor Series on it. You can put the egg on there. You can put the Gobbledygooker inside. Undertaker, also part of that 2-pack for Survivor Series 90. Now you need to buy that WrestleMania Build-A-Figure set so you can build yourself a mean gene to put on the stage next to the egg. And I loved the display at the Superstore that they used a little Dominic in front of the stage. Yes, that was good. That was Nice good. touch. Yeah, that little Dominic was playing as Mean Gene Okerlund, so that was good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Ultimate Edition Monday Night War Series will be Walmart exclusive. First things first. You guys want the WCW Monday Nitro stage? Well, how about an Ultimate Edition WCW ring that will be coming with Eric Bischoff 
Eric Bischoff will have a leather jacket. WCW Mike, he will also have an NWO shirt. I feel like this whole Nitro presentation from Mattel is almost like one of those infomercials where it's like, but wait, there's more. Like, here's the crowdfund stage. But wait, there's more. Here's the Ultimate Edition ring. But wait, there's more. Ultimate Edition Eric Bischoff. And I know a lot of people, Chad Ecto Young being one of them, have been clamoring for an Eric Bischoff Ultimate here you go. Night War Wave 1. Steve Austin, he'll have his hat. Undertaker. Hulk Hogan. He'll this have... will be the Hulk Hogan from when he first turned heel. Like literally the night after when he cut his promo on Nitro. That's this Hogan. Scott Hall, he'll have the blue jeans and denim jacket. And Bill said at the panel that he will have an extra head that does have a ponytail. And this is the Scott Hall that a lot of people, a lot of people have been clamoring for as well. As I mentioned earlier, Breaker has often said, why haven't they done a first appearance Scott Hall? Well, here you go. And in the Monday Night War Series 1, perfect fit for that figure. And you buy all those figures and you put them together and you build a Lex Luger Build-A-Figure. He will come with a suit. Well, it's black pants and it's the white button-up shirt. White button-up shirt, yes. And for those that remember, when Luger was on, what was it, SummerSlam 95? And then the very next night showed up on Nitro in that button-up white shirt. That's this Luger. So they're currently working on that button-up shirt. Now being reported also, Roddy Piper will have... These are ultimates, by the way. Roddy Piper will have his icon shirt, Bret Hart with his black leather jacket. Yeah, so it's like they pick a WCW guy and a WWF guy. Piper, obviously, in the icon shirt from WCW. And Bret, black leather jacket, winged eagle title from WWF, and those are Ultimate Editions. As far as I know, they will be Walmart exclusive as well. Coliseum Collection Series 3. This will be coming in the fall of 2023. George Steele, he'll have mine. Two heads, the green tongue being one of them. Roddy Piper will have the kilt with the white hot rod shirt. And by the way, Scott, I actually owe you an apology, and I want to thank Sean Ng for correcting me. You were correct. There was a prototype, Roddy Piper, that did have the panther face. Oh, there was. Okay, so I wasn't tripping balls. Like, that actually happened. Oh, your balls were not tripping. Good. Okay, I hate when that happens. That actually happened. It was in a ring. I guess it was a test shot. It had Piper with the panther face on the shirt and Hogan in the ring. So uh, okay. I, owe, I actually owe you an apology. Man, wouldn't that be a cool chase figure to do? Oh, I know, right? I, I, just because he was a prototype, technically that does fall under the Coliseum Collection umbrella. But these are very, very true to what Steve said, is that they're going to mirror the LJNs almost exactly. And the Piper looks great. The George Steele looks great. The turnbuckle stuffing that he comes with. Great touch, dude. So that will be fall of 2023 for the Coliseum Collection Series 3. Ultimate Edition... Wave 18, also in the fall of 2023. Randy Orton, he'll have two heads. He'll have his cutoff jacket. And welcome back, but in Ultimate Edition form, WrestleMania 7 Macho Man. Another opportunity to get this figure if you missed it. Or as we were talking to Raymond, he happens to be missing one of the parts to his Macho Man. So... Now you can go buy an Ultimate Edition, get the parts for your old one in the Defining Moments line, or if this is your first time getting them, boom. Retail price for a WrestleMania 7 Macho Man. Putting them back into the collector's hands. I love it. 
and that was everything. That was all the news right there. I mean, it, it felt like a lot, but we skimmed through it. We got through it. That was a lot. And that, it was a lot of fun. Oh, it was a lot of fun. I want to thank Kyle Peterson, too. We hung out with him quite a bit the two days of Friday and Saturday. So thank you to Kyle Peterson. Thank you to everybody that was on that tour with us. Um, Fig Heel. I don't want to start naming names and leave people out, but I, I want to thank you guys. You guys made that also enjoyable. And thank you to Mattel. I mean, as I said, you made these kids' dreams come true. 100%. Yeah, we can't thank you guys enough. Steve, we had a blast doing the tour with you. Um, Mike, I had an awesome time talking with you about the stage. Uh, just everything about that. And like you said, Jeff, coming together with the other influencers and creators and finally putting faces with social media names, right? That was kind of the cool part is people were like, oh, you guys are Jeff and Scott. You're from Fully Posable. Like it was great. And then we'd meet other people, like you said, like Fig Heel and, you know, getting to see Kyle Peterson finally and meeting those guys and hanging out with them. And it was just so much fun. And Again, being a part of this show has afforded us some pretty cool opportunities. And this is absolutely one of the top. And it was an incredible time. Big thank you to Mattel for trusting us to come into your place and take pictures and look at everything. And it was just absolutely incredible. <laughs> it was funny. Kyle Peterson and I were having a conversation the night before. You know, we were talking about going to the Mattel factory the next day. <laughs> we were both put on task by our kids to look for Monster High stuff. Kyle, he did. I didn't. <laughs> I, I didn't make it over to the store. Now I was such on cloud nine afterwards. I was like, oh, this is amazing. Uh, we got to hang out with Christopher Dean for a while. That was great. Uh, my apologies to anybody we missed. James Frank, David Myers. Um, it, it sucks. We just. It seemed like if we weren't at something, we were on our way to something. It was just, it was a very tight schedule. I think the most time we had was between WrestleCon when we left on Friday to the 10 o'clock showing at the Superstore that night. And that was the time we were hanging out with Christopher Dean at Pinche's Tacos. Yeah. Which was yep. incredible. That that food was really good there. Uh, you guys are influencers. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it, you jerks. I'm going to go finish my Carl's Jr. <laughs> up, up, and away. Uh, it was a great time. Uh, as you mentioned, I hate not being able to see some people down there like James Frank and David Myers. But yeah, like you said, we didn't have much time. It was like WrestleCon Friday, little bit of time, got to hang out with Christopher Dean and then off to, it felt like Uber's was our second home. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. Yeah. Missed some people down there and I hope we can link up with you guys again. So absolutely. And Jeff, if I learned one thing after all of the events of this weekend, we'll bring KBW. <laughs> well, we knew that going in. You don't break the King of Kings throne and expect to get put over at WrestleMania. I honestly thought Triple H has a plan. There's a reason Cody lost. Triple H has a plan. What is that plan? I can't wait to see. Because as I said, Triple H has earned the trust of us wrestling fans. And we saw what happened on Monday. And yeah. Anyways. Yep. And then Gomez Adams comes in and messes up everything. By the way, dude, you need to shave your beard and grow that mustache. <laughs> the crazy part is I'd have to actually, actually have to shave my mustache a little bit to get it as thin as he's got it. Oh, by the way, we also went to the Rainbow Room, too. Okay, so yeah, I wasn't even going to talk about any of that. But yeah, so um, what was it? Friday night after the reveals, Eddie Adam, my co-host on Drunk Wrestling History... And you, Jeff, jumped in a car 
and headed straight to the rainbow room. And as soon as we walked in, I leaned back to you and Eddie and I go, dude, that's Bubba Ray. And you're like, wait, what? And we walk by him and everybody does like one of those quick little turnaround look things. Sure enough, it was Bubba Ray. And we get to the end of the bar and we're playing it cool. Like we're not making a big deal about it. He's talking to people. He's having some drinks. We go to the end of the bar and all of a sudden Eddie starts ordering Jameson. Now, keep in mind, we've got to be up the next... And it's already like midnight, 1230, something like that. We've got to be up early the next morning to make it to Mattel in El Segundo by 10. So, Eddie starts ordering Jameson. And, you know, I'm not one to turn down a shot, so I'm drinking Jameson with Eddie. I think it was about five or six shots down, I was finally like, I'm going to go talk to him. And Eddie, also five or six shots down, goes, I'm going with you. Now, to your credit, Jeff, you stayed back because you were stone cold sober. It's also stone cold tire too, but that's that too. Yes, you were you were hitting your wall. You needed an energy drink. There were none available. Right. <clears throat> so after taking pictures of, because we sat at Lemmy Spot at the bar, which is awesome. So I took a picture of the plaque on the bar. I took a picture of the Lemmy statue. Then we went and talked to Bubba Ray. I tapped him on his shoulder, and I said, "I don't want to take up much of your time. Just want to let you know I've been watching wrestling since '84, '85." I'm a huge Road Warriors, Mark. But I want you to know that you and Devon are the best tag team of all time. I go, and that's a lot coming from me. I'm a huge Road Warriors fan. They're my favorite. But you guys, the job you did, all the titles you won, you guys are the best tag team of all time. I just want to thank you for the years of entertainment. And I shook his hand. And he goes, and Eddie's standing there too. And he goes, all right, if you want to take a picture, now's the time. And I go, I wasn't going to ask to take a picture. And then Eddie chimes in with, yeah, dude. Because he's drunk and that's how he talks to me. He's drunk. Yeah, dude. We were at WrestleMania 2000. We saw you against Edge and Christian and the Hardys. It was awesome. We were there, dude. You guys were great. And Bubba Ray goes, if you guys want to take a picture, now's the time to do it. And that lady right there will take it for us. And (laughs) I handed my phone to some lady. She snapped the picture. It came out great. So we got a picture with Bubba Ray at the Rainbow Room. Completely unexpected. I was not going up there to take a picture, contrary to popular belief. But uh, it was cool meeting him. The funny thing was, is as we were sitting there, this dude, this dude comes in, he's like six, he's like foot six, six or something like that. Foot six, seven. Yeah. Yeah. And he has a bushy beard and I'm looking at that guy. I'm like, man, that guy looks familiar. Well, one of the dudes that was sitting at the bar that you guys were talking with, he goes, oh yeah, that's the guy that played uh, Zangief from uh, Street Fighter for Jean-Claude Van Damme's Street Fighter. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, I need to go get a picture with him. I didn't. <laughs> I wanted to go get a picture with him, but I never did. You did see that movie in the theaters, Jeff. So you would have a right to go ask for that picture. Unfortunately. Not a lot of people did see that movie in the theaters. Thank you for going, Scott. I'm glad you were able to go. I'm glad we were able to go, dude. As as uh, the tag team of the Fully Posable podcast, being able to do that with you was just awesome. I hope my snoring didn't keep you up. Um, I don't know if the construction across the street did from where the new Clipper Stadium is being built. I uh, had earplugs in and I was good to go. Nice. No, it was a lot of fun, dude. And uh, cheers. Here's to more. I hope we get to do this more often. Absolutely. You guys know our podcasting buddies. You guys know everyone. I'm going to just kind of round it out right there. One thing I do want to throw out too is I do want to say go check out Kyle Peterson's YouTube channel. Does a lot of unboxings of uh, not even just wrestling figures, but of a lot of toys. So go check out Kyle Peterson's YouTube channel. 
You guys know our podcasting buddies. We'll get to them next week. We went a little bit long tonight, but we're on. We're still on our high, even though we're tired. We're still on our high. Yes. Of, of heading down to Mattel in Los Angeles and WrestleMania and everything. And I hope everybody's tears have dried up from Cody losing. Oh, I think more fans right now are pissed that Vince McMahon's back. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. I th- Good. Point. I think the whole thing of Cody losing is now on the back burner because Vince is back. I think. A, I think a lot of fans right now are just like, this is unacceptable. We can't have Vincento Machado back or whatever they're calling him now. Senor Vince. Senor Vince. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And we haven't even touched on the sale, really. I feel like it was kind of glossed over. Like, WWE is sold. Endeavor owns UFC and WWE now. It's, I don't even know how I feel about that. I don't, I don't even know if I care. I'm so focused on Vince being back and ruining everything that... Yeah, that's the worst part. This is the worst thing that could have happened. But, hey, this guy's going to kill his own creation. I mean, why would he want to keep his son-in-law, who had record ticket sales, even for house shows, when house shows were diminishing, putting on great products, putting on great... Having great ratings Fridays and Monday nights, um, much better than what it was the past few years. I mean... Why would you want to interject yourself? Oh, that's right. Cause you're Vince McMahon and you're a narcissistic, you know what? But anyways, yeah, yeah. I hope opinion. he's in and out faster than his son on Sunday. Oh dude. Oh, is oh. it too soon? I'm sorry. Too soon. By the way, great improv Snoop Dogg. Great job. Oh dude. Is that guy a professional or what? That was incredible. I, that was awesome, dude. That I'm was sitting so- there like watching it going, okay, this sucks. What are they going to do now? Live crowd, 81,000 people. Snoop walks in like it's nothing and just takes over the moment. Man, you do WrestleMania moments, top to bottom, one through 10. That's got to make it up there. Just based on the sheer improv of Snoop being a professional, knowing what's going down and just pulling it off and making a moment. Unbelievable. Although that was the worst people's elbow I've ever seen, but... They were all bad, dude. It's the people's elbow. Come on was told don't try this at home you know through all those commercials back in the 2000s <laughs> yeah but then you watch those commercials you see the walk rock walk, the rock walking up the ramp like nothing's wrong so if you guys have a chance go back and check out those videos back in the 2000s they're like what they do is real and blah 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 or whatever don't they try say. this at home and don't try this at home but if you watch the video every single person is in agonizing pain yeah like austin bleeding or like it's like an injury of some type. They're holding their leg, their arm, their neck, like they've been seriously injured. Except you watch the only person that is fine is The Rock, and all he's doing is walking to the ring. Yeah, it's like he's like, he's like walking down the ramp. <laughs> Why did they splice that in? What the hell? Because he's The Rock, dude. That's true. He's That's impervious true. to pain and injury. <laughs> so anyways, Scott, for episode 376, anything else? Thank you so much, Mattel. You really, really made Jeff's and my year. And it was our honor and privilege to be in your factory, taking pictures of your stuff. It meant the world to us. And we were happy to share it all with our listeners. Thank you, Mattel. Stay safe, stay healthy. Fig Life since 2016. By the way, I wore the Fig Life shirt during the tour. Repping our crowd. You did, you did. And happy toy hunting. I want to thank everyone for listening to episode 376 hashtag fig life adios
Let's go! Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully poseable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.